welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. So today we're going to talk about making giving easy. How it is that we can become more charitable, more mindful of people in need, and really just do a better job of sharing our resources with others. I certainly have a long ways to grow on this, but I'm pretty excited today to share with you some of the things that have really worked well for me in being more mindful of people around me in need and ready to act when those opportunities arise. But before we do that, I really feel compelled to tell you how God has been working in my life this year by virtue of two very separate things that were happening at the same time that really did not feel connected. I was growing separately in different ways, and when those two things converged, it has produced real results, better results in giving than I had been able to attain in all of the years previous. So two totally separate ideas, and here was the first one. Throughout the course of this year, in personal and church Bible study, I have become increasingly convicted on one basic idea. Christians are givers. Christians ought to be the most charitable people on the earth. We ought to be so filled with compassion for others, for the hurting, for the poor, for children in need, that we are instantly emotionally triggered to try and help them. And because most of us are incredibly blessed, we even have the tools to do that. We have the resources to do it. We have the income to do it. And yet, I'll be honest with you, personally, I had not been doing very well with that at all. There was always some excuse, like I didn't have the money around that I needed, or that's something that the government could take care of. But here's what happened for me. This year at our church, we've been reading through the New Testament looking for Jesus, his teachings, and his influence. We started in the Gospels in January, and I immediately noticed some things I just hadn't registered before. How insistent Jesus was on helping the poor. He felt compassion on the hurting, and he fed them, and he healed them, and he drew the children from the streets to himself. He taught his disciples in Luke chapter 3 to be ready to share and give to those who lacked. He told the story of the Good Samaritan to show what loving your neighbor really is. It's seeing someone without and knowing that you have the means to provide. In Matthew 25, he built a judgment scene where judgment on the last day would be determined by how much we fed the hungry and gave water to the thirsty and assisted the needy. He carried so much compassion for people. So it just began to dawn on me that while Jesus was trying to lead people to the kingdom, something I've always been passionate about, along the way, he healed the sick, he fed the hungry, he assisted the children, he cares about the poor and the destitute. And I felt convicted to do more of that myself. Around that same time, we were studying in the Proverbs Proverbs 11 talks about a generous man to those in need. Proverbs 19 talks about those who are gracious to the poor and how it's like lending to the Lord. 
the Proverbs 31 woman, guess what she's known for? Yeah, extending her hand to the poor. Along that same line, we were studying the Proverbs 31 woman, and somebody suggested that I do a lesson on the Job 31 man. That is the character of Job as he defends his integrity in Job chapters 29 through 31. Guess what he was most known for in Job 29 verses 12 through 17? Yeah, the fact that he delivered the poor and he was a father to the needy. And so I felt like the Lord was showing me every direction that I looked, I saw a sense of charity and sharing. And then I started harmonizing what Jesus was doing and the Old Testament was teaching with what we find in the New Testament. Individual Christians in James 1, assisting the widows and the orphans. Galatians 6, doing good whenever it's needed to Christians and to all. And then specifically, 1 Timothy chapter 6. No, not the early section where it talks about the love of money. The later section in verses 17 through 19, where it says that God may bless you with riches. Why? So that you can be rich in good works and ready to share. So that was something that had been growing all throughout the year. I went through a very short process of feeling guilty about that. But if you've been following the Excel Still More journey, you know we're not going to waste a lot of time feeling guilty. We're just going to get out there and do better. So I felt resolved to do better in my heart. And I would say this about anything you endeavor to do. It has to be living in your heart. It has to come from a passion perspective. If you listen to this episode today about making giving easy and you go out and try it because you know that Jesus did it and it's important, but it's not living in you, you don't have real compassion for people, then no amount of habit training will really do that much good. So that part in me had sparked. I just did not know how to do better. So I told you two completely different things were happening at the same time, and that was one of them, this growing desire to share and give and be more charitable to God's people, yes, but also to any human being that God puts in my life who has a need that I can fill. Okay, so here was the other thing that was going on at the same time. I was reading tons of self-help books. Lots of gurus on self-improvement and building better habits and making real changes. Be wise, small, the whole deal. And that's really where all of these Excel Still More episodes came from. Reading a lot of material and thinking, man, that would apply beautifully to spiritual concepts. And so, yeah, we're like 50-something episodes in on that. One of the books that I read was by a man named James Clear. He wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It's very dense. It's a slow, methodical read, but I mean that in the best way. It's just filled with great information. And when he talks about forming a new habit, he ultimately presents four amazing tips. Now, let me just say, when I learned these tips, I wasn't thinking about giving or charity or planning any kind of growth in that area. I was just researching how you could get better in any area. Here were the four tips. Make it obvious, make it easy, track your progress, and find an encourager. The first two are directly out of the opening chapters of his book. Make it obvious and make it easy. If you want a new habit 
to come into fruition and you're passionate about it and you're ready, you got to make it obvious and easy. You have to put it right in front of you. We've talked about this in previous episodes. If you want to go running in the morning, when you lay down at night, you have your running gear folded and placed right there on your shoes just beside the bed. It's obvious it's the right thing to do as soon as your feet hit the floor. It's right there in front of you. And it's super easy. Just put them on and go. If you want to eat better, you take the apples, you put them right there on the first shelf in the refrigerator. You take the Bluebell ice cream, and you leave it at Walmart. You've made it obvious which choice to make, and you've made one easy and the other one hard. If you want to be on your phone a little bit less, like the intermittent e-fasting, you can actually go into screen time and program Facebook to shut off after one hour a day. So you've made it obvious what you want to do because it's telling you it's about to shut down. You made it easy. You've made it automatic, even. It's just going to happen for you. And I hope this is making good sense to you. It's not a habit yet. It's not who I am yet. I need help. I don't know why we sometimes make habits really hard to start and do as some proof that we really want to do them. Why are we battling ourselves on that? Let's make it easy. If it's something I believe in and I want to do it, I'm going to make it as obvious as I can, as easy and automatic. And then a couple of nice extra bonus things you do if you really want to see a habit form is you track your progress and you find an encourager. Tracking your progress, documenting what you plan to do, documenting once you've done it, keeping a a list of the things that you've accomplished, it really feeds on itself. Like when I was trying to do 30 minutes a day of exercise for 100 straight days. An app on my phone automatically tracked all that progress. I could go back and see that I was getting better. It served as a reminder of how well things were going, as opposed to just doing things and not tracking it at all, where you may not even remember what you did last week. And then fourthly here, and I'll recite them all again, I was studying the need for accountability partners and finding an encourager. If you find someone else who is also interested in that habit, you can really feed off of that energy, the accountability partnership, and get great results. So again here, to be clear, two totally separate things are happening for me at the same time this year. On the left side, all of the Bible study keeps pointing to the need for better habits in giving and charity and kindness. And on the right side, I'm reading books and recording episodes about if there's something you're passionate about, you need to make it obvious, make it easy, track your progress, and find an encourager. And those are the steps that make it real and help it grow. And look, I've been using these strategies in a lot of areas all year long, and I hope you have as well. But a few months ago, it just kind of hit me. If I am really this passionate about changing my behavior and giving and really owning up to what God has blessed me to do, I need to plug charity into this machine of habit forming. Atomic habits, small, incremental, wise, and calculated changes, and it has created results. Just the beginning, I pray, of where it's all going, but I feel confident in it It's felt easy. It really hasn't felt that stressful. I mean, when it comes to giving, once you've decided that it's time to take something that belongs to you and give it to someone else to help them, because that's what your king did, those are the words of Solomon. That's what Christians do. 
You're over the biggest hurdle. Now you just have to lay out your strategy for success. I want to share a few ideas with you, but it begins with the Dave Ramsey budget. If you've never worked the Dave Ramsey budget, here is a hybrid version that I had used in years past and I've gone back to with faithfulness. It's built about like any other budget. You take all the money that you have coming in and you devy it out in all of the directions you determine that it can go. But here's what makes it special. At the very top of my budget line every month is contribution to the Lord's work. I make a determination. I look at how many Sundays there are and I decide this is what I want to give to the work of the Lord and I'm going to take that out first. That's the very first line of my budget. At this point, it has become obvious. I've typed it in at the very beginning of the month. It's become easy. I don't have to wrestle with myself about giving. It's already predetermined. You could even write out all four checks or something and keep them somewhere. But here's where it really gets interesting and transformational. The second line on the budget is called charity. I have determined a fixed amount. Think about this. Not a situation-by-situation reacting-to-the-moment amount, a fixed monthly amount that is always drawn out of my checking and moved over into the savings under the category of charity. I've gotten back to doing that faithfully over the course of this year, and so there is an amount of money set aside, completely labeled for the purpose of helping people who need it. This makes it obvious what the money is for. It makes it easy to get a hold of the money when an opportunity arises. I don't have to wonder if I can help. I already know if I can help. And of course, each month it just gets a little bit larger and over time can create some really awesome opportunities. So the first question is, are you really ready to make it obvious and easy? If you are, then you have to begin the month by deciding what funds will be set aside month after month after month for the purpose of giving, charity, and being ready to share, as 1 Timothy 6 teaches. Okay, here's a second tip that's really been interesting. I don't use PayPal too regularly. I find that people pay me back for things via PayPal or some of those other companies online. You may do something different than PayPal, but you know what I'm talking about. Maybe somebody owes me a little bit of money or they bought a journal or something and they pay me through PayPal. It's not an enormous amount of money, but you'll find that if you ignore your PayPal account for a few months, but you give out your address for people who owe you or want to pay you for something, it'll begin to turn into a substantial amount. So I made the decision that I would not cash that out or buy anything with it. Whatever grows in there will be used to help people. And this has been really cool because sometimes on Facebook or in some other social media means you find out about a GoFundMe or some charity request online, maybe it's someone you know, or it's some organization that you feel comfortable supporting, and you don't even have to go check your savings account and see what you have there. Check your PayPal account. Maybe there's 40 bucks in there. Maybe there's $100 in there, and you give from there. And because I know that that category of savings and also the money in this PayPal is only going to be used to give to people, it actually causes me to jump on those opportunities. I mean, that's what the money's there for. A big problem with charity and giving with people is the money has not been designated for that. And so there's this little voice inside of them saying, well, I'd love to give, but I think I need that money for something else. 
That's just not what happens when you've designated the funds for an important purpose. Okay, let me get to a couple of other quick things. Tracking your progress. If you have ordered the Excel Still More journal, which you can purchase at excelstillmore.life, every week we have those four categories. And as you go through journaling every day, when you do something that fits in one of those four categories, you go back and document that so that you can look back and track your progress. Well, one of those categories is finances. So as I go throughout the week, opportunities come up and I try to take advantage of them and then document them. And then when you get to the end of the week, you look back under your finances category and you see how you've done. What did you give on Sunday? Who have you helped? Sometimes it looks really good, but sometimes I look back under that category and I notice that nothing has happened all week long. And so it triggers for me a searching mechanism, and I go and I find an opportunity and I help someone. Tracking your weekly progress in the journal is encouraging when it's going well, but it's also a reminder to be active when it isn't going well. I'm just here to tell you, I will not let a week pass where that finance page has nothing written in it. Okay, and then lastly, here at the end on finding an encourager, I just want to encourage you to talk to your family. When I finally sat down with my wife and kids and we started talking about what God has done for us and how we want to help people, it really just felt right. And every time we talk about doing this in the name of the Lord, it just fuels our fire even more. So listen, that's how it happened for me. It started with Bible study triggering a need to be more generous and at the same time learning how to build new habits and make them easy And then having the courage to literally put my money where my mouth is, put the two together, and bear this one simple result, one that I hope will produce great fruit for the Lord in your life as well. Three words, make giving easy. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.